today on Real Ghost Stories Online, a group of kids sees a mysterious antique lantern floating down a dark hole late at night and wonder who or what is wandering through their home. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them. Of course, you can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you'd like to help keep our show on the air, become a supporter, get access to what is quite literally the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. Uh, Our EPP bonus episodes, which are brand new every single week and exclusively for our supporters, our EPP members, extra podcast people, advanced episodes of the show. You get all that and it's all ad free. No commercials in there. So if you like the show, you want to skip the ads, make them gone. Five bucks a month is all it is to become a supporter at ghostpodcast.com. Get all of our regular stuff ad-free, all the whole archive, and all the extras, all the bonus episodes uh, in there as well. Our ebook and audiobook you also get as well. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. It's Tony and Carol with you on today's episode. What's going on in your world? Well, I think you'll find this interesting, Tony. Yeah. yeah. I'm being so brave tonight. Because normally when we do this podcast, like I have to have every window shut Uh and the blinds drawn all the way and I actually have a window open. Somebody could be staring at me right now. Jason could be standing outside right now. And all I have between me and Jason is my cat that's sitting in the windowsill. Or Dennis Rader really wasn't BTK. (laughs) Totally wrong guy. He's just one of those guys that like claims it. And then it turns out it's somebody else, and he's suddenly at large, I did, and he like, wants to deliver a letter. Because I think I told you this story, but um, I, I think we did it on the Dark Side podcast. Mm-hmm. But the whole Dennis Rader thing, like when I moved here, it was like, oh yeah, BTK, some serial killer that used to be here. Like everyone thought he was gone. Sure. Now, I'm not saying this was him. But one night, I shut my window. This is probably why I always have all my windows shut. But I shut the windows, turned on the air conditioning because I had company. And somebody poisoned my dog. And a man um, with no shirt on was trying to break into my house. And my um, vet was right next to where he worked. I don't know. Uh. I don't know. And that's probably why, to this day, I really don't like to have my windows open at night. I'm glad we could discuss that while you're telling me about your breakthrough. You're keeping your window open at night, and we can revisit the trauma. Excuse me me while I go shut it. (laughs) Because it's so nice out. Somebody's saying they have PTSD from something like, hey, let's go go watch that war movie, or let's go... And uh, let's go relit, watch some horrible, you know, movie about some other horrible traumatic event that somebody's going through that you happen to go through as well. <laughs> uh, so anyways, but tonight, it's just a really nice night. And, you know, it's that weird temperature where it's actually cooler outside than it is inside my house. Yeah. So I'm like, I kind of need some breeze going through my house. Enjoy the breeze. But now, at some point, I have to stop this podcast because one of these stories freaks me out so bad. Just put it on yeah. hold. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, we'll know what you're doing. If so, let me just throw it over to you and you're Carol, not there. Carol! Carol's shutting the window right now. Thoughts? 
Carol, thoughts? <laughs> Shut the fucking window! <laughs> Asshole! Sorry. It won't go down! There's a man across Somebody the street! Somebody's staring at me from outside! With no shirt on! <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. It's not me, TK, but he's sure it's fucking creepy! <laughs> I don't think I'm going to yell like that. That's that, okay. That would be kind of weird. I don't know where that voice came from. Yeah, suddenly it's this weird high pitch, not quite scream. It's it's almost like you like um, someone who's lost their vocal cords and they're they're <laughs> using something to like talk really loud, but they can't because. But the funny thing is, my dog, he's pretty much deaf. Yeah. Just got up and he's like, "What's the matter with you?" That's funny. Like, Come here. You, now he's like, "Are you okay? I'll give him a treat." Come yeah. here. He's like, what was that? There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's had his treat. Okay. All right. All so right. Let's talk ghosts. Let's do that. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. All right. Uh, the first story, memory is a funny thing. Eyewitness accounts are often very wrong. We can convince ourselves something happened in a way totally different than what happened. Sometimes it's for our own good. For years, my family has had a fun tradition. My mom would ask my brother and me to recount the time we saw Santa Claus for the children. We told this to our younger siblings, and now we tell it to the grandkids. The story, as I remember, it goes something like this. I must have been around five years old. It was a cold winter that year. The snow was piled in a gigantic piles in the middle of the roads. The wind blew through the Idaho air, making new drifts. And in our small rented house, a young family held Christmas Eve. My dad took my older brother and me outside and pointed at the glowing red light atop a radio tower. See, kids, he said. There it is, Rudolph. Santa will be here soon. You better get to sleep. Santa won't come if he knows you're awake. So my brother and I climbed into our old wooden bunk beds. The bell over here somewhere. There we go. Totally broke up the story, like, uh, like kind of Christmas story, like the, what was it, Gene, what's his name that did Christmas story? I can't think of what his name was. Carol's shutting a window. Uh, but we could not <laughs> no, I'm right sleep. Here. Uh, the excitement of Christmas and Santa kept us awake. Would he bring me the Transformers or a Luke Skywalker figure? I'd heard something. I looked through the small crack in my bed's headboard. Down the hall, I saw something. An old-fashioned lantern carried by an old man. Oh no, Santa's here. I pulled my blanket over my head and tried not to breathe heavily. It worked. Santa left a pile of presents that night. And in the morning, my brother and I both said we saw Santa. That's a story I told for years, and I still remember it, seeing someone in the hallway with a lantern. But I've wondered what happened that night. For years, I've tried to get my mom to talk about it, try to get her to tell me what happened from her point of view. Was it my dad? Did we just make it up? A couple years ago, she finally opened. When we said we saw Santa that night, my mom separated us and asked what he looked like. We independently gave the same account. The man we described did not look like Santa at all. She said we told her we saw a man in gray clothes. He was skinny. He must have been concerned, but uh, did not want to scare kids. She told us it was Santa and reinforced that by having us tell her the story of the time that we saw Santa over and over and over. But it was not Santa that night. My mom thinks it was a spirit, perhaps her deceased father. I think it was a prowler. Back then, people in small towns rarely locked their doors. But whatever it was, I'm glad it left us alone. So... What do you think? Prowler? Santa? Spirit? Okay, I'm going to go on record just ruling out Santa. Uh, I don't think it was Santa. Okay. 
I remember once when I was a kid, you know, I was like, go to sleep, going to sleep, Santa's coming. And then I heard him mm-hmm. outside my window because mm-hmm. kind of by where my window was, it was that haunted house. But there was uh, it was on the second floor and there was a little kind of roof above the garage. So I was just convinced that he couldn't have landed on the other parts of the roof because they were too slanted. Sure. And so he had to have landed there. Reasonable. Right. But I really don't think Santa was there. And so I don't think that was Santa. What do you think it was? Um, Although it might be worth keeping the story as Santa because what a great story to tell everyone in your family Mm -hmm. for generations to come about the night that you saw Santa, like your grandkids, their grandkids, everybody's going to love that story. Mm -hmm. So now that I've thought about it like that, I think it's Santa. I just talked myself in a circle. You really did. You don't think it's Santa. Now you think it's Santa. But what a great story to tell everybody. I, um, you know, it's, you know, it it makes sense to think um, the possibility of a prowler. Because I wonder how much, how much crime was going on back in that time. But was it reported differently? Was there less crime? I think there was less crime. Okay. I do. There was less people. That's true. You know, but I don't know. I mean, it it was almost, it could almost be a gangster's paradise, if you will, where you could really kind of get away with a lot of shit because there's no (laughs) cameras. There's, you know, there's no security systems. There's, you know, every, there's no social media. Um, It it, it really would be a a time where you could do a, a heck of a lot more nefarious things and, and get away with it. And nothing. And no one is going to stop you. You can go into that house, fool. <laughs> Christmas not going to get in. Go get some presents by the streetlight. <laughs> so there you go. Um, you know, he's going to go there. Because nothing says Christmas more than Eminem. No, it's Coolio. Get get your 90s semi-gangster rap know. right. Jesus, that's what you're working in a rock the whole time. You missed all of the good stuff. <laughs> okay. No, you. I'm sorry. You didn't. There I'm also the one who thought shit. it was Santa. That's true. That is and true. you're the one who just turned that song into a song about <laughs> Santa. So we're both kind of not cool. That, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, good story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our number. Hi. Let's hear your ghost story. Hi, Tony. Hi, everyone. My name's Tyler, and I'm from Waterloo, Ontario, Canada. And I'm calling this in in March of 2021. It's currently like 12.52 in the morning, but just wanted to say hi. And I love your show so much. I listen to it all the time when I go biking. I go biking at night, um, like by myself. And maybe I shouldn't say that for like safety. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, like I, I go biking all the time. Uh, usually on the outskirts of town, I like to go as far as I can just to kind of see how far I can go and basically wherever my bike takes me. And I love listening to your podcast because it just takes my mind off things and, you know, just makes me feel happy. Um, and like, I, I don't know. I just, I love your podcast. It's the best. So thank you for doing what you do. You guys are amazing. I just wanted to tell you that you deserve all the best and, um, I hope you guys are doing well. So Basically, what I wanted to call in about today 
And to start off, I'm really sorry if you've been getting all these messages from me. I've been trying to say this story, like I've called in like five times, but my phone keeps thinking it can't hear me or something and the voicemail keeps timing out. So I'm really sorry if you've been getting all these random messages from me and then it cuts off at random points. So basically what I wanted to say is I had a really weird experience one time with a virtual Ouija board. And you might be wondering, what's a virtual Ouija board, Tyler? Well, I mean, it's basically just an app off the App Store. And I thought that's all it was until something happened. And this, like, scared me a lot, what happened. So not in a bad way. Nothing bad happened. It's not like we conjured up evil spirits or whatever. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But, uh, but yeah, like basically what happened was really scary. Just like kind of like that freaky scary, not so much horror scary, but, but yeah. So basically what happened is me and a friend like three years ago, we're having a sleepover and typical teenager stuff. We wanted to play with a Ouija board, but we did not have an actual Ouija board. So we decided to download one off the app store and we thought it would just be fun. Nothing would come of it. And we were talking to a spirit on it, like, you know, moving the um, little, I don't know what you call that thing, the triangle thing. We were moving it around because like that was one of the better Ouija board apps where you could actually move the thing around. And it, it was really cool, actually. And um, we were doing that and we asked the spirit what its name was and it told us its name was Carl. And we're like, okay, hi, Carl, you know, you know, that maybe it's just computer generated name. We didn't think anything of it, right? Because we thought that this app was just an app. And what happened later scared me a lot because I, I remember going to bed that night. We were sleeping in my basement and we were playing with the Ouija board before we went to bed in the basement. So uh, we were sleeping in the basement and I'm actually standing right now in the exact same spot where we were sleeping when I'm recording this call for you guys. And I remember I was laying down next to my friend and we were, it was like three in the morning or whatever. And it was still dark out. That's all I know. I don't know what time it was, but I, I just know that it was like the middle of the night and we were sleeping and I woke up. I don't know how I woke up. Like usually I do not wake up in the night unless I have to get up to get like a drink or, you know, like something like that. But when I woke up that night, it's not like I had to get up for anything. I just woke up and I saw a tall shadow standing at the doorway of our fort. Cause we were like sleeping in a fort that we made. Like, you know, we put up like drywall around us to make like a fort. And I saw a tall shadow standing at the door of the fort. And you know when you're so tired that you just don't know, like you're not thinking straight? I just fell back asleep because I was that tired that I didn't even process what was standing in front of me right away. Um, but yeah, so the next morning we woke up and I asked my parents, I'm like, hey, we were using a virtual Ouija board. This guy told us his name was Carl. And then when we were sleeping, I woke up and saw this really tall shadow standing in front of me. And my mom, and you're not even going to believe what she told me, and, like, this was creepy. This scared me. She told me that she had an uncle. I think it was her uncle that was, his name was Carl, and he was very tall. And she was not making this up because uh, he was her uncle. I forget 
for, I forget like how old he was when he passed away. He actually died in a really tragic way. He got pushed off a bridge, I believe. Um, I'm not sure. Something happened. Someone murdered him and it was very tragic. I believe he died before I was born, but like she was not just making this up. Like, you know, it obviously happened. And, and yeah, like it, it was just, it was scary because like, I'm like, oh, my God, I saw him in the basement. And, like, you know, it couldn't have been a coincidence because I get it if the thing with the Ouija board says its name is Carl. Maybe that's a coincidence. But to have that happen and then see a tall shadow in front of me, that scared me. And especially after I found out about who I saw the next day. Um, yeah, I guess he was – I think he was pushed off a bridge in Edmonton. If I don't know where, but she told me that this happened a long time ago. Um, I think it was just a random attack. Someone pushed him off a bridge and he passed away. But, uh, the, yeah, this whole thing is just really scary because I had no idea who he was until the next morning when she told me that she had an uncle named Carl who was very tall. And I believe that that is who I saw that night at the sleepover. I never saw him before that. I never saw him again. I had no idea, like, how he knew to come here. Not that I don't want him here. Like, I definitely do want him here if he's, like, you know, obviously he's here in peace, right? But, like, it's just, like, how, like, what, like, you know, when you're, like, I don't even know how to explain it. And it's not really that anything bad happened, right? Nothing bad happened from using the Ouija board that time um but it's just kind of more creepy so i just wanted to call this in to tell you guys what happened and explain it in a way that makes sense because i feel like i might have called this same story in a while back but i just wanted to do it in like a better way and just one that made more sense so i hope you guys use this on the show and if i hear this on the show when i'm biking i'm literally gonna crash because i'll be so happy that you guys put this on the show and well i mean i won't crash on my bike i'll just be so happy i won't be able to stop smiling the whole ride because i listen to this show on my bike all the time so i hope i hear this on the show i love you guys so much thank you for having this show you guys are the best and i am going to end the call now have a great day guys thank you Thank you for sharing that experience with us. Uh, a lot to unpack there. What do you think? Well, number one, talk about something that makes you feel good. That guy. Yeah. Like, he's so nice. He is. And very nice. But, you know, when he was first telling the story, and I guess I've never really thought about a virtual Ouija board before, but it seems like my dog's barking, but it seems like it would be kind of rigged, mm-hmm. you know, like it could do anything. You know, it's like a solitaire game that you play. Eventually you will win. It has to let you win at some point. And so I don't know. I just, I thought, well, this isn't going to go anywhere. But then it did. Yeah. Like, it sounds like it legit, something legit happened. That was creepy and weird. And there was an explanation of who Carl was. And there he is. And. I thought that was very interesting. What do you think? I mean, those apps. I have an interesting story about the apps, but uh, what what are your thoughts on the apps that you can use for just to communicate with ghosts? I think they're all just kind of full of shit. Just a way to. I don't really think that's the way you're going to communicate with a ghost. Now, I do think that you know you could hear some stuff, mm-hmm. but I just don't trust that it's real. I guess 
It's sure. like, I'm a skeptic. Like, how how are you going to prove to me that the app doesn't have some built-in, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and then you're like, oh, my God. Then you tell somebody else who also buys the app, and, you know, that would help sell your app a little bit if you think you're actually talking to ghosts with it. So I don't know. What, let me, you got a story? I do have a story. Oh, let's hear it. So uh, this weekend... Now, I, I I don't know about the Ouija board thing on apps. I know there are some. And judging by this guy's story, it seems like oh, there could be something with that. Um, but I had one um, this weekend. Uh, we were uh, going and walking around this town uh, called Cane Hill near here. It's an old historic town, uh, lots of historic buildings in there, and they, they preserve it real nicely. And one of the walking trails ends in the town cemetery. And the cemetery goes back pre-Civil War. There was actually a battle fought in the cemetery in during the Civil War. So people like literally died in the cemetery and some were buried in the cemetery where they died. So it's kind of a unique cemetery where there was some action actually in the cemetery itself. Um, and uh, I was walking around and I, I thought, I'm going to get out one of those ghost apps. I'm going to do the ghost radar, the one. And this is not an ad for them whatsoever. Um, and I've always just kind of thought, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, there's the obelisk and all different things that ghost investigators use. And, uh, you know, if you can m manipulate something on this device over here, why couldn't it be manipulated on the phone just as easily is, is my question. And I don't know the answer to that. But I would think, you know, we're talking about ghost manipulating devices. So I think the jury's out and exactly, you know, what's going to work better. I don't know. Maybe there's some evidence showing that one does better than the other. Anyway, um, I uh, get it out. I start walking around. Uh, far away from my parents and my daughter. Uh, and I'm like, is anybody here? You know, if, if you're here, can you tell me who you are? And you're familiar with Ghost Radar? It, it's it's the one where it gives you a word. Like you're just waiting okay, for words to come out. Okay, I'm not familiar with that And, and sometimes it, it gives you something so it's kind of random when it pops up. And this could be a random word generator for all I know. But um, sometimes it's fairly sensible. And I said, I got no answer on name. I'm like, okay, you know, you don't have to tell me your name if you don't want to. I'm just curious, you know. I always wonder why uh, why people uh, who are, are not uh, living anymore hang out in the cemeteries because we weren't here for most of our lives. Right. So I, I'm just curious. I mean, I, I get it. This one, this is a nice one. This isn't in the middle of the city. This is real pretty. You got beautiful landscape here. You got a great view. Can you tell me why, why you stay here if you're still here? The word that comes back, sunshine. That's interesting. And it's right. I mean, it, it's sunny day, beautiful day. Um, I'm like, oh, and I. Because it actually did answer yeah. your question. It wasn't some no. random. And I said, and I, I'm like, this is fairly beginning. I like, it asked like three questions, and this is the only thing I got a response to. I'm like, oh, interesting. And then I tried, you know, a few more. And then um, I said, you know, is anyone, you know, I tried a few more times with the anybody here. And then I got the word leg and pressure. And then I was wondering, maybe am I standing on somebody right now? And I'm, you know. <laughs> I was like, so sorry. Sorry. And I apologize. I can't see you. Like, sorry. I didn't mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. And, you know, so I don't know. Um, I was just trying well, to talk to him more in like their language, you know, just like real life questions, not, you know, why did you die? It's like, no, why do you like it here? If you're hanging, like, what, what do you like about the place? Because that's what you'd ask someone in real life. You wouldn't be like, you know. Who was your real estate agent that put you in this house? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like what what's the you know the the real life thing going on there? The lifestyle information, if you will. 
Well, I just think like, cause I would have called BS on those apps. And then now I've heard two compelling stories. It was kind of interesting. And I'm curious. I mean, it almost kind of made me want to like go buy one of the, um, actual ovalises but i'm like why i mean this already kind of worked for me a bit so i don't know i mean i don't know i'm, I'm curious harper wants to go do more investigating and then she's like we could do a youtube channel and we could do this and we could do that i'm like yeah we could we probably should because we could probably make some money on it but it's like that's one more thing to add to my plate um but i think i think she would actually probably take up a lot of it so who knows who knows what's in store It'll be father-daughter ghost hunters or something. We'll, uh, we'll have a new series. <laughs> I say it now as a joke. <laughs> just wait. Oh, no, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. We're going to have yeah. it. Yeah. Because so. once Harper gets a little bit older and can do a little bit more of the yeah. work, yeah. Then, he'll be signed up. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Hi. Let's hear yours. Hi. My name is Lori. Um, I have one story that's always kind of stuck with me since I was a kid. Uh, so when I was in first grade, there was a new girl in my class who I don't know exactly what she was born with, but since the time she was born, she had had, I think, two or three open heart surgeries. She was wheelchair bound, um, used oxygen, stuff like that. So when she came into our classroom, a lot of the kids were afraid of her because she just was different than all the other kids and you know we we're all only in first grade and I just remember she used to sit on the playground by herself all the time so I would go out and or off of the playground and sit with her we would read books and that kind of thing because I felt bad that she was alone so about three quarters of the way through the school year she had had some other kind of um, planned surgery that we knew she was going to be out for. So the class spent about a week making her cards and stuff like that to decorate her hospital room. And and then she was out and she was going to be out for about a week and a half and then she was supposed to come back. Well, right before she was supposed to come back, the teacher asked us again to write cards um, that she was going to send to this girl. So we all drew pictures and, you know, wrote good uh get well soon things and then that weekend it was a Saturday my mom came in and told me you know your friend's not gonna be coming back to school something had happened during the surgery and she had died and I remember getting so mad at my mom because I was like that's not funny you don't joke about that kind of thing you know that's not okay and my mom was kind of confused and she was like well you know, why are you this upset? Like, why do you think I'm lying to you? And I told my mom, well, I was just playing with her yesterday after school. And my mom got this really confused look on her face and was like, what are you talking about? And to this day, I vividly remember I had woken up from like an after school nap and my friend was in my room and she was like, Oh good. You're awake. We can play. She wasn't in a wheelchair and she wasn't using oxygen. And so in my mind, I was like, Oh, awesome. Your surgery worked. Like you're all better now. Cause you know, that's how I thought surgeries worked. And, um, and I, I remember playing. I remember what we played. I mean, we had, I, I physically, like I remember doing all of this stuff and just playing with her. And then, as it was getting later in the afternoon, she was like, okay, well, I have to go. I just wanted to tell you that um, 
you were such a good friend, you know, thank you for always sitting with me. And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem, you know, when you get back to school, we'll we'll read this book that we had liked together and whatever. And she just kind of waved at me and then left my bedroom and I assumed went home. Now, thinking back, you know, it's very weird that why didn't I walk her out? Why didn't my mom, you know, come check on us, whatever. But at the time, I was just like, oh, sweet, you know, my friend is doing better. So then the next day when my mom told me that she had died, you know, I had lost a grandparent at that point, so I had a very rudimentary idea of what death was, and it was just impossible for me. I was like, "That's I, I just saw her, and, you know, if she died a couple of days ago, then, you know, how is that possible? So I, it's it's weird, and my mom will still talk about it to this day where, you know, I'll walk into a house and get a weird feeling, and she'll be like, well, you know, you've always been weird like that, so... Yeah, I don't know. I think that was my first real, like, something weird is going on, but I, it was just very normal to me. And um, But it was a happy memory, too. You know, I was I was glad she came to say goodbye to me. So, um, yeah, anyways, that's my story. Thanks, guys. That would totally fuck with your head if you're a little kid because there's so many concepts, you know, and death, you know, it, it's not always necessarily a grown-up concept depending on how quickly you experience it as a child but at some point you're going to usually come in contact with it some way shape or form and if it happens at a young enough age when you're still really kind of grasping basic life concepts and some of those more traumatic ones um if your first foray into it is not at all how most death works and it's like completely redefined by your friend showing up from the dead and everything is fine and dandy I mean, it would be like if the first time you thought you were jumping into a pool and it turned out to be lava or something. It's like, no, it's really hot. No, it's really cold. It's water. You know, it, it's like the, it's it's the opposite of what, you know, the the conditioning should be. And usually that, those first experiences, that's going to be hard to kind of break the kid of and convince him. No, not everybody. This doesn't happen. This you kind of got the, you know, the one in one thousand or whatever, you know. I thought that was an incredible story. Yeah. And I also think, though, as a child, even though she'd had some experience with death, when you're that young, it's really hard to process exactly yeah. what that is. So how would you, as a parent, explain, no, she's dead. You did not see her. But it's like, no, but she was in my room. Yeah. We played for a kid, it would be pretty black and white. She exactly. was just here. Yeah. She is obviously not dead. Yeah. Whatever dead really means. And, you know? it, and so for her to really grasp what really happened, she that had to have taken a, a couple years to well, really get that whole concept. It changes the definition of death. Is right? you know for a kid that's that's the screwed up part, or that's the this kind of scary part of yeah. it changes a very basic tenement of life. And it's like, and then try and convince the kid otherwise. I mean, in in time, certainly you can, but they're already very, very thoroughly convinced that this is what happens because they've already experienced it, the opposite of what it would normally be. So, I mean, I just thought that was so interesting. It's, uh, and two, when you're a kid, like, you know, I could see once, you know, as an adult, once you know someone's dead and then, mm You know, you have an experience of some kind. But when you're a kid, she didn't even know she was dead. No. She just thought she came over to play. And look, (coughs) she's better. It worked. Yeah. 
that's what you would think. Like, oh, my God, you wouldn't think, no, really, she just had surgery. She should still be in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Why is she not all bandaged up and, you know, in a, in the hospital? Yeah, you're not like, thinking. How did, you wouldn't even think about that when you're a kid. No. It's just like, oh, she came over to play. And that's. That was fascinating to me. It was. It was interesting. Thank you for sharing that story with us. And that is going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. EPP, as we call them, at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to help keep us on the air. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Online.